Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 82 is entitled Liberalism Part 1. Liberty cannot survive an affluence of uninhibited freedom. Man-made laws that are in harmony with the laws of God expand our liberty in the social arena. Where spiritual laws temporal laws and man-made laws work in perfect harmony, man can have maximum liberty in a perfect society symbolized by the Christian millennium. Our forefathers understood that, and upon that principle created our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, and our Bill of Rights. Some modern politicians are trampling on that principle, punishing self-reliance, over-regulating free enterprise, punishing religion, legalizing destructive substances, elevating selected groups, tearing down our borders, abolishing our sovereignty, and destroying our Constitution and Bill of Rights, thus taking away our freedom, restricting our agency, and destroying our liberties. The difference between the Bill of Rights and the rights that are granted today is the difference between democracy and demagoguery. Merriam-Webster, whose writers could have had the modern politicians in mind, defines demagoguery as a leader who makes use of popular prejudices and false claims and promises in order to gain power. The Bill of Rights applies to everyone equally, whereas civil rights, LGBT rights, women's rights, gay rights, hate crime laws, etc., apply to privileged groups at the expense of the majority. There is an organized attack against Christians today under the guise of white Christian nationalism. In Americans United for Separation of Church and State, the following was published. White Christian nationalism is the dangerous belief that America is and must remain a Christian nation founded for its white Christian inhabitants and that our laws and policies must reflect this premise. Denying the separation of church and state promised by our Constitution White Christian nationalists oppose equality for people of color, women, LGBTQ people, religious minorities, and the non-religious. We believe that only separation of church and state protects the free exercise of religion and a government of, by, and for the people, all people. Googling white Christian nationalism, the following headlines popped up. Brookings Institution, Understanding the Threat of White Christian Nationalism. Time Magazine, Why White Christian Nationalism Isn't Going Away. The New Yorker, How White Christian Nationalists Seek to Transform America. Washington Post, March 19, 2023. The group that has declined the most is at the core of the MAGA movement the group most devoted to Christian nationalism. New York Magazine White Christian nationalism is a threat to democracy. Wikipedia Christian nationalism In the wake of the January 6th attack on the Capitol, 
the term Christian nationalism has become synonymous with white Christian identity politics. CNN, an imposter Christianity is threatening American democracy. July 24, 2022, one of the most popular beliefs among white Christian nationalists is that the U.S. was founded as a Christian nation. The Boston Globe, November 4, 2022. The white Christian nationalism leads to authoritarianism, impediments to voting, and even violence to meet political ends. If you read one liberal opinion, you've read them all. If you have seen even one liberal newscast, you have seen them all. The rhetoric is always the same, often word for word. They validate each other's opinions. Their studies are based on other opinions. The facts are not relevant. However, the danger is that they are making their perception of white Christian nationalism the face of Christianity and using that as an excuse to destroy Christianity in America. The bottom line is that if you believe that America was founded on Christian values, you are a white Christian nationalist. If you do not accept the idea that gender is a choice, you are a white Christian nationalist. If you disagree with the woke agenda, you are a white Christian nationalist. Do not overlook the fact that it is an attack against whites and against Christians. White Christian nationals combine whites and Christians, and they are all condemned together. 1. Whites are called white supremacists and white domestic terrorists. They associate white Christian nationalism with any Christian who opposes their agenda, such as abortion or teaching transgenderism in schools. They accuse all whites of being systemic racists, of being homophobic, transphobic, and xenophobic. They group the following under white Christian nationalists. MAGA Republicans, conservatives, patriots, white supremacists, white domestic terrorists. It is an anti-white, anti-Christian movement. They are painting Christians as racist. 2. Christians, all of whom are grouped into white supremacy and white Christian nationalism, are the target, and they have settled on the term white Christian nationalism to condemn the Christian church. If you want proof, read the articles. They are accused of hating blacks, hating all people of color, hating gays, hating immigrants. The term white Christian nationalism is broad enough that it immediately covers all white Christians, which is its intent. It is meant to convey prejudice against all white Christians. Specific allegations such as seek to transform America, threat to democracy, authoritarianism, impediments to voting, and even violence to meet political ends and others, such as extremists, anti-black sentiment, patriarchs, anti-Semitism. For example, the Bookings Institute posted the following Wednesday, February 8, 2023. The rising influence of white Christian nationalism in some circles of American politics is posing a major threat to the health of our democracy and our culture. A new PRRI booking survey of more than 6,000 Americans takes a closer look at the underpinnings of white Christian nationalism, providing new measures to estimate the proportion of Americans who adhere to and reject Christian nationalist ideology. 
The survey also examines how Christian nationalist views intersect with white identity, anti-black sentiments, patriarchy, anti-Semitism, anti-Muslim sentiments, anti-immigrant attitudes, authoritarianism, and support for violence. The rhetoric will become more heated, and it is easy to see that in the near future the phrase white Christian nationalism will, like white domestic terrorists, turn into white Christian extremists or white Christian terrorists. Obviously, the left wants the American voter to associate all Christians with the above slanders. There's no data to back it up. A survey is opinion, not proof, but truth is always irrelevant where slander is concerned. Separation of church and state is a term invented by atheists and is not in the Constitution. We have never had a state religion until the left created one and called it political correctness and weaponized the Justice Department, the FBI, and other government offices to terrorize any who oppose their agenda. Judge Kavanaugh felt it during his nomination as a Supreme Court judge, as well as the death threats he received when he voted against Roe v. Wade. President Donald Trump has felt it from the moment he came down the escalator in Trump Towers and announced that he was running for president. One false charge after another has been hurled at him by the left. The most recent example is the blatant disregard for law by the New York District Attorney's Office. Donald Trump was the object. Destroying the Judeo-Christian influence in America was the purpose. Their purpose is to silence Christians and to destroy Christianity in America, which violates the First Amendment. But, of course, the Bill of Rights is just collateral damage. If you want to know the future where moral relativity replaces moral absolutes, look at crime in America today. Look at the breakdown of law and order, the disregard for rule of law, the loss of the freedoms promised in the Bill of Rights. Recently, in Chicago, a mob of teens rampaged the streets of Chicago, intimidating police, destroying property, looting, vandalizing, and assaulting innocent bystanders. Criminals rule our city streets, and decent people are afraid to go to big cities. People no longer feel safe, and it is becoming common to incarcerate the victim and let the criminal go free. In some instances, they exalt the criminal and demean the victim. Historically, our founding fathers and early immigrants were profoundly Christian. Many came to America to escape religious persecution and seek religious freedom. That is how we got our Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence. Right through the countryside, you will see thousands of Christian churches. That is our heritage. Our founding fathers did not separate church and state. They condemned a state religion and abolished any chance of having a state religion, which was one of the greatest contributions of our democratic republic. Religious bias was the enemy they had fled from in other countries, but they never banished Christianity or religion or God from the nation, which is what is happening today. Our founding fathers and early settlers were theists, Today, we are ruled by atheists who want to banish God from our country and set up a new state religion based on moral relativism. They are against absolute moral values which are symbolized by God and Christianity and the Holy Bible. It is the absolute moral values that they oppose. They are replacing Christianity with moral relativism. That is the only way they can impose the woke agenda. They are not against a state religion. They are against Christians having power in government because Christians oppose their views. It is really quite simple. The left wants an absolute majority, and Christians stand in the way. For convenience, they came up with a slogan, White Christian Nationalism. Under that umbrella, they include all whites and all Christians and all conservatives. 
Because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, they blamed it on white Christian nationalists who serve on the Supreme Court rather than seeing it as a constitutional issue of separation of federal jurisdiction and state jurisdiction. The facts are that the Constitution doesn't say anything about abortion. Therefore, the Constitution neither condones nor condemns abortion. Issues of that sort convert to the rights of the state. How complex is that? How is it that given each state the right to determine its position on abortion is an attack against women? It makes no sense except in one respect. Roe v. Wade gave abortionists supreme power over everyone in every state, and they did not want to relinquish that power. They don't care about the voice of the people. They care only about power. That is what the cry of white Christian nationalists, white supremacy, white domestic terrorists is all about. It is about power. It is very cunning of the left to combine white supremacy, white Christian nationalism, pro-lifers, and MAGA Republicans together for it gets them off the hook. Really, the only whites they hate are those who are conservative and vote against their values. It is no coincidence that they condemn MAGA Republicans as belonging to their basket of deplorables, calling them racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic. The statement is silly, but it works because it feeds prejudice and inflames tribalism. Name-calling does not require facts and does not have to be related to truth. The left cannot exist without tribalism. To create tribalism, one must have an enemy. Who is that enemy? Whites and Christians. How do you combine them? White Christian nationalism it is perfect, it is ingenious, and it is safe. Slogans are the strength of the left because slogans do not require proof or fact or even common sense. Here is the reality. Crime must be punished. Citizens must be protected, but equality is not the responsibility of government. Equality is a gift of God, as stated in our Declaration of Independence. Equality self-exists. Liberty is the responsibility of the government because the government has the power to make laws. Freedom is a product of temporal law. Agency is a product of spiritual law. And perfect liberty is a product of obedience to both temporal and spiritual law. Technology may give us freedom, but only when the laws of man are in harmony with the laws of God can we have true liberty. You cannot have a democracy based on moral relativism. The laws will soon become corrupt. You own examples? Try New York City or San Francisco or Chicago. Would you stroll down those streets with your spouse and children? Would you carry money in your pockets in a city where a $1,000 robbery is a misdemeanor and law enforcement will not even come to your aid? Would you vacation with your family in any large city ruled by the left where they call a felony a misdemeanor? Where they don't prosecute rioters, rapists, robbers, thieves, muggers, and sometimes even murderers? Cities where they put in jail those who defend themselves and let the criminals go free? A city where prisons are emptied and white-collar crime alone is prosecuted? How about where they weaponize the Justice Department, the FBI, the IRS, the DA office, judges, and others of their political party and use them to punish those who disagree with their agenda? Where they call white domestic terrorists, parents who speak out their opinion in school board meetings? Laws must be absolute or the rule of law will crumble, which is what we are seeing today. These are the consequences of moral relativism. The responsibility of the government is to provide a protected environment where life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness can flourish. In our climate of weaponization, we have even weaponized charity. It is not the role of a free government to bail out the homeless who refuse to work, to bail out failed policies and advance corruption. It is not the role of the government to save people's souls, that is why political correctness is evil and freedom of speech, 
freedom of the press, freedom of conscience, self-reliance, free enterprise, and freedom of religion must be protected by law. Mentally capable people who fail must feel the consequences of their failure and learn from their own mistakes. Charity must come from the people who willingly donate their money and other resources. Enforced charity is a crime against the people. Those who steal for whatever cause are thieves. Those who lie for whatever cause are liars. Those in office who steal and lie for what they pretend is the greater good are enemies of freedom. Where the conscience of one rules the conscience of all, none will rise and liberty will fall. Enforced charity is liberty's enemy. Allowing the homeless to terrorize our city streets is a crime against the people. Democracy declines when taxes become bribes or federal funds become threats. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.